0: it's a mailbag friday episode on the podcast going to be answering a lot of your questions specifically about the starting rotation some about the lineup as well and many other things on today's friday mailbag episode of lockdown Braves. so let's get into it you are locked on braves your daily atlanta braves podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. I always enjoy hearing from you this whole podcast will be based around the questions you submitted to me on Twitter. So make sure that you follow there and are interacting with me there and at my personal Twitter page at Shortstop Ball. It's where I do most of my communicating during games, after games, whenever, at Shortstop Ball on Twitter. If you're over on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm over 6,500 subscribers on YouTube right now. Can't tell you. How thankful that I am for you to continue, continue to watch and support this show. So, thank you so much for doing that. Hit that thumbs up button. That's how we continue to grow it, get more people in here watching these videos, interact, interacting in the comment section. want to give a big shout out to some of my everydayers. I know I'm a couple of days behind this week, been a hectic week. I haven't gotten to a lot of the comments either. I apologize for that. Hopefully, I'll have some time over the weekend to get to those. But here are some people who let me know this week that they are everydayers of the podcast. We got Chris Palmer, Blair McBride, 49er Forever, Greg Smith, uh, Nat uh, Rich Gunderlock, Jason Sturkey, uh, Steve Hamilton, Holden Anderson, Josh Daniels, Bo from 5185, Garrett Clemens, Alex Holcomb, and Whit Dog. Thank you so much for letting me know that you are an everydayer of the podcast. I see you in there in the comments section. Continue to let me know. Again, appreciate all the support there. All right, it's our Mailbag Friday episode. Wide range of questions here. I'm going to go straight down. Uh, the list, I didn't put these in any particular order. I'm just looking at the tweet that I sent out, and I'm going to go straight down and try to answer all of these questions as best as I can. So let's just jump right into them. First one comes from Steve Lamb, who says, which would you rather see, Acuna get 40-40 or Olsen pass Andrews 51 homers? I don't want to jinx this. I feel pretty confident that Olson's going to pass Andrews 51 homers, which is going to be cool. If you tell me I had to have one or the other and I can't have both, I would go with the Acuna getting 40-40. It's just so rare. It's been, only been done four times in the history of the game, and all four players who have done it have had some sort of ties to steroids. So – it would be really cool if Acuna did that. I, I said at the beginning of the year, I think it's one of the, the best, if not the best storyline in all of baseball. So that would be the one for me. I want to see Acuna get that 40-40 season. I don't know if he's going to get there. He's really going to have to get going with the home runs here pretty soon. Obviously, he's already there with the stolen bases. But to me, if I had to pick and only one of those could happen, I would go with Acuna's 40-40 season. But feel pretty good we're going to get uh, Matt Olson over 51 homers. Uh, Cunha's neck tat says I think this team's best lineup has Harris batting second and Ozzy fifth on the other hand having Harris feeding the top has been working I just think getting that higher on base percentage guy in front of Riley and Olsen is better long term also Harris is re- rarely getting five at bats average 3.7 plate appearances per game I do not disagree with you at all there's also the notion if it ain't broke don't fix it and You don't need to. You don't need to mess with it right now because this offense is still scoring a lot of runs. But I I certainly agree with you, and I've said this in the past. I think this best lineup is having Michael Harris hit second behind Ronald. You still get those guys back-to-back in the lineup, so you get that speed-threat combo, speed-power-threat there at the top of the order. And I've always liked Ozzy down in the lineup better to give him those RBI run producing opportunities where he's been so good and he has always had the low OBP. Although I think he's been a little bit better uh, about that this year, maybe not so much as of late swinging at everything, but I agree. The, the best lineup is having Michael Harris hit second, but this offense is just so deep, you know, they can afford to just leave him there and it's working right now, but long-term. And again, I said this at the beginning of the year. If Michael Harris came in this year, proved that last year you know, wasn't some sort of just rookie fluke, which maybe through the first two months, you thought that was the case. But if he came back and proved that this is the player that he is, I said then, I think ultimately he moves into that number two spot and he's the ideal player for that number two spot in the order, especially against righty starters. Uh, I think Michael Harris long-term will probably be in that number two spot. But no reason to mess with it right now. Belfire says, since the All-Star game, playing their worst stretch of baseball all season with bad starts, iffy defense and base running issues. The Braves are 12 and 12. We have seen their worst and it's 500 ball. Are they getting it out of their system now? Or will we see these issues linger into October? Uh, It's a great point. The fact that the Braves are maybe playing their worst baseball of the year and they're still 500. Now competition hasn't been as great, although it was pretty good there towards the end of July and the teams that they were playing. But, you know, again, all that's gone wrong in the pitching rotation here lately, all the defensive misplays that they've had, still playing 500, I think just speaks to the talent mostly of the offense, but hopefully they're getting it out of their system now. I think there's another question about this later on as well, but hopefully they are getting it out of their system. The, the thing that concerns me the most that I think could be a lingering issue are the defensive uh, errors and just mental mistakes. I still think the mental mistakes can be cleaned up, but the errors specifically – are what concern me the most because I think we've seen that up and down this year on this team. We know specifically Matt Olsen has been terrible defensively at first base. ozzy has been kind of up and down. He was bad to start. Then he was kind of good, looked like he was turning things around, and then he'd been really bad out of the all-star break. And then left field, we know, has just been uh, atrocious in my opinion. Um, you can look at some of the, the analytics out there, and Rosario maybe looks like he's a fine defender in left field, but that's the eye test for me. He tells me that especially here as of late, again, after the All-Star break, just not very good. I don't know if there's an issue. Maybe he's battling an injury. Whatever it may be, there are serious defensive holes at second base, first base, and left field. It feels like all the balls have been going to those positions after the All-Star break. Another question from Belfire, he says, can we get a shout-out for Pilar and his glove? Without his defense, that Thursday game is probably a four- or five-run game at the end. Um, I don't remember him making a play that I didn't think Eddie Rosario could make. Now, the one play that would have made a huge difference, and I still can't believe they overturned it, was the play he made a running catch through at home uh, and was a good throw. The ball beat him there. The throw was just a little offline or a pretty good bit offline, and Darno had to jump back and make the tag. Maybe he was safe, but I don't know how you overturned that call. But I mean, I've said all along, I think the glove of Pilar, and he looked terrible at the plate in that game, by the way. I still think the glove of Pilar right now is worth it, and you pick your spots with Eddie uh, when you need him, just with the way that the hot and cold streaks of Eddie this year. It's been more cold than hot, in my opinion. If that's what you're going to get, uh, you never know when he's going to be on. Just go with the the glove of Pilar that you know is going to be there every day and the hustle that he brings. Cavs, Buckeyes, are we the 2022 Yankees with a rotation implosion instead of a lineup? Implosion so 2022 Yankees last year looked like the best team in baseball for two thirds of the season, and then just all of a sudden fell apart at the end. I don't think that's going to be the case for the Braves. Obviously, I'm being uh, optimistic here and maybe a little biased, but I just think it's been a bad turn through the rotation for the Braves. I think Max Fried's gonna, I think Max Fried is fine. I think they're still being cautious with him, and I think things just got away from him in that start the other day in that inning. If R.C. makes one play, he gets out of that, only giving up one run, probably pitches the fifth inning, he go five innings, one run. That's what I think Max was kind of headed for. Pitch count was getting up there a little bit. I still think Spencer Strider's going to be fine. It's really just dependent on Charlie Morton. Can he get it together? I'm not – as much as I love Bryce Elder, and I think he's a solid back-of-the-rotation arm, I think he will be for a long time. Not necessarily somebody I would want to depend on in a postseason start, but I think he's capable of it. And then if you get Kyle Wright back, you know I think and he comes back to the guy he was last year. I think you feel really good about this Braves rotation. So look, like it's bad right now. We got more questions about the rotation. Obviously, I don't think the Braves are headed towards what the Yankees kind of implosion was last year. Please don't put that on us, Cavs Buckeyes. Uh, twenty twenty three NL MVP Matt Olson. Great Twitter handle that you've had all season long. i have been submitting the questions, and Matt Olson has been in that MVP discussion. So good on you. Says, Do you see Yanni Torino staying on the t- team for the rest of the season? Postseason. I just feel like Kyle Wright will push him off the team when he gets back, or Soroka, Smith Schauver, maybe Vines will pass him and take in his starting spot. Yeah, I think he's gonna get passed up at some point. I, I said earlier on if he that splitter is a really good pitch for him. And I said maybe at some point he becomes the new long reliever. Maybe he take takes over Michael Tonkin's role. A lot of that depends on the health of Jesse Chavez when he when he's coming back. So I don't I don't see him having a role in the postseason. I think there's going to be plenty of long reliever type guys that can come in, um, you know, and, and do a good job of that. So I don't think he has a role in the postseason. I think he's probably going to get at least one more start this weekend. And if it's another bad one, another blow up, I could see him getting DFA'd. Honestly, so. I don't know that he has a, a long future here with this team. I think he's just there to fill depth right now. And then another one from 2023, NL MVP Matt Olson. What do you think the chances are that the Braves re sign Kevin Pillar? Maybe a one-year deal with an option for 25. Probably one of the best fourth outfielders in baseball right now, in my opinion. With It depends on what the market looks like in left field. I, I would prefer if the Braves just went out and got an everyday left fielder. This offseason, again, I don't know what the options are right now, whether the free agent market or the trade market. Uh, I think the Braves Braves really put a lot of stock into character and clubhouse chemistry for their bench guys who aren't going to play very much. It's the reason Charlie Culberson was on this bench for so long. So I could see them bringing back Kevin Pillar for that. Guillermo Heredia was on this bench for as long as he was, strictly because he was a great clubhouse guy. So I could see them doing a deal like that. For Pilar, just bringing him around for his veteran presence. You know, when he comes in, he's going to hustle, give you everything that he has. Could also see a situation where Kevin Pilar just says, "I'm going to hang it up." But um, yeah, I think the Braves would definitely explore that. I don't think they would give him an option, but I think maybe they'd give him another one-year, you know, small deal, two million, something like that, just to keep him around on the bench and give some depth there. All right, got a lot of other questions I want to get to on the podcast. Uh, again, more rotation questions, lineup questions, all of that. We'll get to those next. Are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball? If you're not, you certainly should be. I've been telling you about them for a while. Sleeper is a fantasy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry so if that's something that you like and why wouldn't you make sure you give the sleeper app a try also if you want 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball sleeper is now offering up to a 100 time payout for up to an eight pick contest all you got to do choose as many as eight players that you like pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs strikeouts hits and more get your picks right and you could win big Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Braves will start a four-game series with the Mets on Friday night at 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. I right, got a lot more questions to get into, so we're going to jump right back in here. Robert Mullis says, can a pitcher go on the I.L. with arm fatigue? If so, and the team has the big lead in a week, why not give Morton Strider and Elder, Elder a turn on the I.L. to rest for the playoffs? They could pitch a bullpen session twice to stay sharp. Braves can keep first place with other pitchers i think the Braves would love to do this i think it's probably something more they do at the beginning of september you can expand rosters at that point as well which would help um you know maybe you don't have to put them on the il maybe you work it where you have some off days and you just skip a guy in the rotation something like that um but i think they will look to do that but they got to maintain this big lead that they have which is still you know pretty pretty big and they got some games coming up with the Phillies where hopefully they can at least maintain or extend that lead so I think they definitely will look to do that down the stretch but maybe something more towards the beginning of September rather than the middle end of August E. Goldie says I agree with you about focus being an issue is it too simplistic to blame it on the big division lead maybe the competitive edge isn't as sharp as it normally would be in a tight division race look these guys are human um, it's It's hard to say this because you're taking in their, um, you know, their hustle, their determination, whatever uh, their work ethic into question. If you say something like this, that their focus isn't there, but just as a human being, it would be hard for me to be completely dialed in when you have a double digit lead with two months left in the season. Again, I'm not saying that's the case for these guys. These, you know, that's their job. They're professionals. I'm sure they want to win every game and do as best the best they can every game. I do not deny that one bit. But I can see focus being an issue. And especially on the pitching side that's had to do so much because of the injuries there. We talked about it when it happened. And when some of these guys would struggle, are they trying to press too much because of the injuries in the rotation? Is Strider trying to do too much? Is Morton trying to do too much? Elder was fantastic. Uh, was were they just you know were they hyper focused then, or they're not as focused now? I don't know. I, that would be silly of me to try to question that or or try to speculate on where a player's focus is and if they're giving it their all. I, again, I know these players are trying to win every game, but again, I'm a human being. They're a human being. For me, it would be hard for me not to just turn off that competitive edge a little bit. When you got such a big lead in the division and you played so well. So could it be going on? Yes. You know, am I going to sit here and say that's what's happening? No, because I think that's a disservice to those players who are going out there trying to do their best and win every ball game. Jason says, I know we got relief relief pitchers on the IL and rehab. Outside of Lee, who can a look at as a possible relief for the bullpen? Is it time for AJ Smith Shawber to be used out of the bullpen for benefit of the team? How many players do you think? We'll hit thirty plus bombs. So a lot of questions in here. I think Jesse Chavez, Nick Anderson, those were both key cogs in the bullpen earlier in the year. Those are two guys that maybe we're going to get back at the beginning of September. I'm not, I'm not real comfor- comfortable or confident, rather, in Nick Anderson coming back. Jesse Chavez. I mean, the guy took a comebacker off the leg, had a big bruise. We don't know what his status is or where he is at this point. But he's one of the Braves' better relievers. So those are two guys that could potentially be coming back. I think AJ Smith shauver will get a shot in the bullpen. I think, you know, maybe when rosters expand, I think there's a question about that too coming up. But I think he could be a guy that gets added in September because it'd be a way to kind of limit his innings. Uh, he's already matched the innings he threw last year. So can't imagine he's going to go too far over that the rest of the year. So I could see them working him into the bullpen in September when rosters expand. How many players do you think hit 30 home runs? Um, Olsen, I think Riley gets there. Uh, Cunha, Ozzy. so I'd say four uh, we will we'll get there for the Braves this year. Uh, Jordan Griffey, is it time to move Murphy down in the lineup, and what does he need to do to become an elite batter again? Um, You know, is it time to move him down? Who are you going to replace him with? Are you going to move Ozuna up there and his streakiness? Are you going to really move Harris up that far in the lineup from where he is? I think if you were going to do that, you'd put Harris at two, and then put Ozzy in that spot uh, behind Matt Olson. And that way, if they bring in, you know, a lefty for Olson, uh, then you get Ozzy facing a lefty. I wouldn't hate that idea. Um, I think you probably leave the catchers there, Murphy, Murphy or Darno, and just leave them in that spot. What does Murphy got to do? Uh, what I've noticed here lately, and he's hit into a lot of ground balls here lately. I think he's just lost a launch angle. He's he torched. Two balls the other day with bases loaded, both over well over 100 miles per hour, but they're both on the ground for easy double plays. He's just got to find that launch angle. He's not getting to that sweet spot right now. Once that happens, we'll see him go on another power barrage. So there have been at-bats, though, where he's just looked completely lost at times. I think that's part of it, too, but it's also when he is making contact, he's still making that hard contact, but he's he's hitting it in the ground too much. Jesse Cy Young Chavez says, who do you see as potential candidates for the extra two guys added to the team when the roster expands to 28 in September? Any chance Grissom comes up then? So the AAA season does go into part of September. I think it's the first two weeks of September. So may still want to get those guys everyday reps through that point. But I think Grissom definitely gets one of those spots. I mean, the bat is just so loud. I think you got to bring them up and, and maybe see if you can fit them in, get them some reps somewhere again, still, if the Braves have that big lead at that point, maybe get them some reps at DH, maybe give them some reps at shortstop, let Arcia take a day off here or there. Uh, so I think Grissom's a good candidate for that. I already mentioned AJ Smith-Shauver. It's going to be a tight crunch for the pitching staff. I mentioned you got Nick Anderson possibly coming back, Kyle Wright, uh, Jesse Chavez, Dylan Lee's hopefully going to be coming back here pretty soon. So, Finding guys on the pitching because you can only only one of these two guys who you call up can be a pitcher and it most definitely will be so uh, it's going to be real hard to to find a spot on the the pitching roster even when rosters do expand in September but I do think AJ Smith is a guy that they try to bring up and maybe work out in the bullpen. Brando says I keep seeing posts regarding Kyle Wright close to returning but can't find any information on his progress. Did I miss some news? Also, assuming Wright makes it back in September, what would you expect from him? I've said on here several times, I don't expect anything from Kyle Wright at this point. If he comes back and he looks like Kyle Wright last year, great. I am not counting on that. Similar to what I've said about Soroka in the past and coming into this year, I have no expectations for Soroka. If he were to come back and be the guy he was before, fantastic. If he doesn't, it's not something I'm relying on. And that's kind of where I am with Kyle Wright right now. I'm not counting on anything for Kyle Wright. If he comes back. And he's a Kyle Wright from last year. That is just absolutely fantastic. But I'm not counting on that happening. Latest I heard on Kyle Wright, is through bullpen session. So next step would be facing live hitters. And then we'll go out on a rehab assignment. The timeline we've been given is just early September. So if that were to happen, he really would need to maybe start a rehab assignment in the next week or so. Um, but last I heard, he, was, he had thrown bullpen sessions. So I don't think he's faced live hitters quite yet. Aegon says, not sure how they do it, but would a six man rotation help by giving guys some rest? Again, I don't know how they do it. What six guys do you trust right now? Uh, maybe if you bring up Soroka, you know, uh, and add him along with Torinos and keep Torinos around, I think you could do that. And I think it would be fine. Maybe it helps out giving some of these guys extra rest. I think, I think that would be totally fine, especially if the Braves maintain this lead. I think you can definitely go to that and be a way to, to give these guys some rest. Like we talked about earlier, though, I think maybe you just look for some key off days that are coming up and look for maybe times where you can just completely skip a guy a turn through the rotation. And maybe you look for spots where you know everybody gets skipped through the rotation one time and you give them rest that way. So I think there's multiple ways that they can do it. I Just right now, I don't think there's six guys that they trust in the rotation. Annabelle Self, the Braves have a 10-game lead on the Phillies right now. Most of the season's games against the Phillies are in September. Are you worried about that season series, even with the lead the Braves currently have? Yeah, I mean, I think there's seven games left with the Phillies. The Braves are 9.5 up in the division right now as I record this on Friday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Phillies are playing great baseball right now. Trey Turner's finally starting to get it going. Some of the trade deadlines, moves that they made are really – paying off, and Braves fans aren't going to love to hear that, but, I mean, Michael Lorenzen just threw a no-hitter. The Rivas guy they got's been going off, so uh, they made some really good moves at the deadline. They're playing great baseball at the right time, kind of like they were last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm not dismissing the Phillies at all. Braves have got to take care of the games that they're supposed to win the rest of the way, like this Pirates series. That should have been a pretty easy Three out of four. The Braves have one of the weakest schedules the rest of the way. The Phillies have a pretty tough one. If the Braves just take care of the teams that they're supposed to beat with the lead they already have, I think they'll be fine, even with the games they have coming up against the Phillies. But yeah, I mean, even if this this lead is where it is right now, when they start those games against the Phillies in September, um, you know, it's going to be a little a little tough. But that could be a good thing for the Braves at that time, where you know they've kind of maybe been coasting a little bit bit here lately. You get to those Phillies series where it's still somewhat tight in the division, and you get that sense of playing playoff baseball again, and you get that competitive edge back we were talking about earlier. So, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to have a little bit of pressure there on the Braves. And if that's the case, the Braves are still going to be pretty solid in a wild card spot because the Phillies are the top team in the wild card right now, and they've had to play unbelievable baseball to catch the Braves. So, uh, it wouldn't be a question of the Braves not getting a postseason spot. It would mainly just be for the division. And again, I think that could be a good thing for the Braves to play some high leverage baseball late into September. Big Dog fans, seventy three. What are some possible upgrades at DH or left field for next year? I'm going to be honest, Big Dog. I'm sorry. I, I don't know right now. I haven't looked that far ahead. I don't know who's going to be free agent. What's going to be available in trades this offseason. So I apologize, but I promise we'll talk about all of that when the offseason gets here. Big Dog fan 73 also said, What is the ETA on Waldrop? I think we could see him in Atlanta by the end of next year, dude is elite. I can't put timetables on these prospects anymore because Atlanta is just flying them up through the system. If they were as aggressive as they were with AJ Smith Shoffer, a high schooler who barely had any professional innings under his belt, didn't really commit to pitching full time till his senior year, if they were that aggressive with him, I-, I can't imagine they wouldn't be aggressive with a guy like Waldrop who pitched. In the SEC this past year, pitched at Southern Miss for two years before that, still a really good college baseball program there. I I mean, again, if the guy proves it, they've already moved him up a level this year. Uh, If he starts next year at Double A and he's dominating and striking hitters out and there's a need in the rotation, I think that's the key. The reason they had to be so aggressive with A.J. Smith-Shawler this year is that there was a need there. And the Braves are in a winning window, so they're not going to play around. If there's a guy right now they think can get big league hitters out, I don't think they'd mess around at all. So, you are I mean, I think you're, you're spot on. If he comes out next year and he just is continuing to dominate, uh, and I think he would have to dominate the double-A level for a good bit. I don't think the Braves would hesitate to call him up if there is a need Cass Buckeyes Vaughn says Von Grissom has a 125 WRC plus in triple this year. Should the team get him some MLB starts at DH before October to see if he could be at the very least a bench bat in the playoffs. If he hits, could you stomach trying Ozuna and left field? Who do you trust more as a hitter Ozuna or Eddie? Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I do think it would be a good idea, especially if you maintain this big lead to call von Grissom up in September at some point, get him some starts in the field it, you know, I want to see him back in the field, see if he's made some progress there, get him some starts at DH, see what he can do with the bat. So, yes, I think that's a definite yes there. If he hits, could you stomach try and go Zuna in left field? Um, in the postseason, I, I don't know. Uh, again, with this offense, I, I would kind of would more so rather go with the defense over offense uh, in that situation. But um, who do you trust more as a hitter, Ozuna or Eddie? I trust Ozuna more, and I never thought I would have said that. Not that I had, you know, high faith in Eddie coming into the year either, but with just how bad Ozuna was. But my thing with Ozuna has always been when he's cold, he's useless. He does nothing for you. He doesn't walk. He doesn't put the ball in play. He doesn't just take his singles the other way. He's doing that this year. I mean, he's had hot and cold spells this year, but even during the cold spells some this year, he still has taken his walks for the most part. He still has looked to take the ball the other way and just take his singles here and there. So I definitely trust Ozuna more right now than I do Eddie at the plate. Uh, Big Dog Fan 73, you're already looking forward to next year, Big Dog. Let's let's not lose this season yet. You said, what do you think the rotation will look like next year? Um, I think it'll be Max, even if it is just in his final year. I don't think the Braves are going to trade him. Uh, the Braves are in a window to win. They're not just going to get rid of him, even if they can't get an extension done. So it would be Max. It'll be Strider. Um, hopefully a healthy Kyle Wright. I, I kind of think they're going to bring back Charlie Morton. If he wants to come back, I still think they're going to pick up that option. And then it's, you know, Bryce Elder, Soroka, maybe Winan still in the mix. Uh, you got guys coming back as well. So I think there's going to be several guys vying for that fifth spot. So if Morton doesn't come back, then I think Elder, you know, I think he's still, even with his struggles here, probably earns that fourth spot. But I think your top three will be Freed, uh, Strider, and, and Kyle Wright. Hopefully he is healthy and over these shoulder issues. Joshua Root says, we know the starting rotation is struggling, but what are the main causes of the struggle? Location. Uh, These guys are walking too many guys lately, hitting too many guys. You know, Max Freed hit a guy the other day in the big spot. Strider twice has hit a guy in the seventh inning uh, where he struggled to get through the seventh. Uh, Morton's always hitting guys, but uh, it's really just been command and location here lately has gotten away from them. That's really been the the key for Strider this year. He's left that fastball over the plate too much. Hitters are selling out for it and he's given up a lot more home runs this season because of that. So that's why I say it is something that can be fixed, Uh, but I do think the biggest cause is just their struggles. The stuff is there. Uh, They just got to command it better. JJ says, the best playoff lineup has Ozzy at DH and Vaughn at second base. Ozzy has had a horrible range this season. He's always had a horrible arm. Ozuna and Rosario, Platoon and left. I'm going to have to say no on that. Um, I still think Ozzie is better defensively than Vaughn at second base. Um, I, I don't know about Ozuna and Rosario platooning in left field again. I, I'm kind of pushing for Pilar out there, just give me the defense. Uh, sorry, I got a lot more to get to here, so I'm going to kind of try to shoot through some of these. Nathan Burns, how does Eddie Rosario semi consistently hit a baseball watching him swing? I'm pretty sure he is dyslexic. Uh, it is you know, him and Ozzy both. Uh, I mean, they'll go up there swinging at anything sometimes, but at least for Ozzy, you know, you see the results at the end of the season, but. Eddie can get in swing mode as well, where he just goes up there and decides he's going to swing. Um, but, you know, again, he's made a career out of it somehow. Caz Buckeyes, if you have time, do you think A is aggressive in going after Jung-Hoo Lee this offseason? I don't know anything much about the the international market, but I would say no, Braves usually don't go after those kind of players. Holden Anderson, do you think the Braves should take a flyer on Madison Bum, Bumgarner? Can't be worse than what we have been chatting out there lately. Yes, it can, and no, I wouldn't. Um All right. I think that's all the time that I have for the questions. If I didn't get to your questions, um, or sorry, one more here from Joe Klecka says, how can the Braves justify batting Harris ninth at this point? The team is in a funk. He's been the best hitter and he's getting the fewest at bats. Offense has not been in a funk. And we talked about this earlier. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's been doing really well in that ninth spot, setting it up for the top of the order. And again, the offense has not been the problem. So no reason really to change it. But as I said earlier, I do agree that, Ultimately, Michael Harris batting second is probably the best spot for him in this lineup. But again, offense isn't broke. Lineup's not broke, so I wouldn't mess with it right now. All right, next we'll get to this Mets series coming up, talking about the rotation for that. We'll discuss that here next. It'll be the Braves and Mets this weekend, and Queens, a series that – Many of us thought might decide the NL East this year and will not be the case, at least not for the Mets side of things, but you know, they're going to look to play spoiler. Braves have been struggling here lately. So Mets are going to try to take advantage of that, but they've been struggling here lately as well. Post all-star break where they traded off a lot of assets. Rotation lines up for this weekend. Morton versus McGill on Friday. We don't really know who's pitching in the rest of the games yet. Uh, we do know, I think Strider is going to pitch one of the games on Saturday. I think Soroka probably gets the other game. It'll probably either be Soroka or Winans and then Chirinos on Sunday for the Mets. I think we possibly see Kodai Senga for the first time on Saturday, which be good to see him. I haven't got to see him pitch all year and he's been fantastic. Um, and we could see Jose Quintana in one of the games on Saturday and then possibly Carlos Carrasco on Sunday. So a couple of veteran pitchers there, but, uh, it'll be a tough series for the Braves the way they're playing right now. And again, everybody's giving the Braves their best shot. You know, the Mets, they're out of it. This is their postseason. They're going to give the Braves all they can take this weekend. So, uh, going to be a tough one for the Braves on the road. This long stretch they're in. Starters haven't been going deep. So, the bullpen has been absolutely tacked. So, you got a doubleheader on Saturday. Going to be a tough one for the Atlanta Braves, but hopefully, they can bear down here get through it hopefully their starters can give them some innings especially if you get Morton and Strider going Friday and Saturday really look for them to bounce back and give the Braves some length and this one Strider can get frustrated by the Mets sometimes but I don't know who this Mets team is I'm I'm interested to see what they look like now after trading everybody off at the deadline. So it'll be a fun, interesting series for sure up in Queens. Hopefully, the weather is good. We get all these games in. I feel like every game has had some sort of weather in it here lately. So hopefully, that's the case. And hopefully, the Braves can get on track. Again, that four game series will start on Friday night at 7 10 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Charlie Morton on the mound against Tyler McGill. And that game starts at 7 10 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the race. Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves that will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for submitting all your questions. If I didn't get to yours, please submit it or write it in the comment section below on YouTube, and I'll try to get to it there. But thanks so much for submitting all those. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves, and we will talk to you next time.